Welcome back to the Spear Means Hope podcast, where we take storytelling to a whole new level by sharing amazing patient stories, interview experts in the community, and share resources for clinicians and students. So this morning we have with us Isaiah. Hi, Isaiah. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Nice. Nice, nice Friday. It is a nice, chill, rainy, but chill Friday. Oh, yeah. So Isaiah is one of our amazing patients at Spiro. So do you want to get started by telling us a little bit about yourself? Where you're from? What do you do for fun? What do you do for a living? Um, yeah, so as you know, well, my name is Isaiah Tucker. I, uh, I'm, I'm a spinal cord patient here. Uh, I've been coming here maybe like three months, I'd say. No, maybe two months. Two months, like say. Um before my accident, I was a traveling welder. So I just pretty much traveled all around wherever and just built whatever needed to be built. My last big job, I was working in Minnesota, building case tractors, an agricultural company. Yeah. And then now I'm here. Now I'm here. Well, I'm originally from California. And I live in Houston, Texas now. I moved here like 10 over 10 years ago. So been here for a while. Okay. What do you do for fun, Isaiah? Uh, I just like to read books, hang out with my family, try to get out and have fun. I like sports a lot. So I try to play, try to play sports. I'm trying to get into wheelchair rugby. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, can you tell us a little bit about your accident? Oh, yeah. You're welcome to share what has little or as much as you want. Okay. So, uh, my accident, I was working on a gate, like a community gate, big gate. And uh, all I remember from that the accident was I was walking towards my work truck, and uh, it was a big gate, like 13 feet tall, almost 2,000 pounds. I was walking towards my truck, and I just heard watch out. And I wake up underneath my work truck, underneath my work truck, and I look down, and I try to get up, and I couldn't move my, couldn't move. Next thing you know, I'm screaming, I can't move my legs. I can't feel my body. What's going on? And I look down and I just see my body just like, just kind of cave in. Um, so after that, I just, I remember them pulling me from underneath the truck. And I'm looking at, looking at them. They're telling me, calm down, calm down. It's going to be okay. Few minutes later, we're over there. We're talking with the with nine one one. They tell me that they're on the way, and I'm laying on the ground looking at the sky, and everything just got really, really slow and quiet, and I felt really at peace, and I started feeling no pain, and then I blinked one time, and I ended up in like I'd call it space it was like I was on a bridge 
to to heaven or whatever whatever you want to call it. It was just a big ball of light, and everywhere I looked, I saw just more and more light, like stars. And then I looked to my left, and I see myself laying on the ground, how I was. So I'm walking towards the towards the light, and next thing you know, I hear my mom's voice on the phone. She's telling me, hey, Isaiah, don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. I'll meet you at the hospital. So I was maybe like 10 feet away from the, from the, from the light. And I turned back around and I woke up, woke up in my body. And it's like I just took a deep breath. And I came back to my body and everything was at peace. I was just calm. And yeah, I, I I died, and I chose to come back. So I just know, no matter what goes on in this world, I came back for a reason. So I'm here every day. I go coming to therapy. I give it my all, and. Try to have fun and live life to the fullest because your life can change in the blink of an eye. It literally happened to me in the blink of an eye. The gate fell fell on my neck and smashed my, shattered my neck. Uh, um, it luckily, there was a truck that was parked next to me and it stopped the gate from completely falling on me and killing me. So that's just thankful every day that, you know, I got a second chance because, you know, I could have, I could have been dead, <laughs> mm. but, you know, I chose to come back. So, yeah, that's what happened. So <laughs> what happened with my injury. Wow. Isaiah, this story just gave me chills. I, <laughs> I, I had heard the short version, but not not that extended version. Yeah, um, it's a life is very life is very different now. Um, I take everything that I can. You know, I try to tell people, hey, just be, just take, just take every little thing you can, because you know. I, I miss the little things saying like, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair, but man, sometimes I, I get tired of sitting down, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dang, you know, you just stand up for a second because I know what you get to people when you're walking and I'm tired of standing. Let me just take a seat. Nah, I don't want to take a seat no more. <laughs> I just want to take a step, get up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey. Just be thankful, everyone out there, that you got movement of your legs. Because there's times at night, I just lay in, lay in my bed, and I cry because I wish I could move my legs. Like, when I first had my got out of my injury, and I was in rehab, I sat outside in the garden, they little, this little courtyard they had, 
and just watched all the doctors and nurses and people walking by. And I just cried because I was like, man, I wish I looked down and was like, I wish I could walk like them. But hey, it's all good. I just float. I'm cruising and rolling through life. How has your like recovery been thus far? What are some of the biggest challenges you've been facing and what are some of the biggest milestones you've accomplished? Um, probably the biggest um, things I've had to I've had to overcome was like just um, getting used to having to ask people for help because I'm not a person to ask for help. I'm usually the person who is giving people help. So it was like not not like putting my pride to the side, but it was just like, man, this is new. This is how it is now. You got to ask for help, you know, because I can't just get up and go. <laughs> can't just get up and go get some food out of the fridge. <laughs> I got to ask, ask for everything. Not everything, but, you know, ask for help to get certain things. And it was tough at first, but I think I've gotten used to it now. Well, I don't think I'll ever get used to it because... It's a whole new life, no matter what. Nothing will ever be the same. But, you know, you can't sit and moan and groan about your situation the whole time because life still goes on. Like, I remember when I woke up from my injury and I was in rehab, I was worried about, I got to pay my taxes. Huh. I got to pay my car note and stuff like that. And my mom's like, what are you worried about that for? worry about trying to <laughs> trying to recover but you know that's just how life was you know but it's all good though you just just take it one day at a time and be all right yeah what are some big milestones you've accomplished um since you've been out of the hospital um when i first got out of the hospital when i was in the hospital i wasn't able to move my hand like no control over my hands now I can pick up cups, pick up my phone, drive my wheelchair around. Shoot, I damn near got my hand almost all the way back. And then on one hand, and I got pretty pretty good control, decent control on the other hand. So those are some pretty things I think personally I'm happy about. And, you know, being able to sit up on my own being able to put a shirt on by myself, just those little things that, you know, people people who aren't in a wheelchair, you know, don't even think about. Like, I know I didn't think about, ooh, I put my shirt on by myself when I wasn't in a wheelchair. Now it's like, dang, I did that. That's me, I put my shirt on. I put my pants on. I'm still working on my socks though. That'll be a minute, but I'll, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just some little things I'm doing good on. Take, I feel like I really take pride in doing because, you know, that makes me feel like I'm doing it independently. That's my goal to be able to live on my own, be on my own. Yeah. That's awesome. 
I like your mindset and how you mentioned, um, you know, you can sit and mourn or you can try to look forward and take it one step at a time. What do you think helps you whenever it gets really hard to stay positive? Um, it's, it's tough. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's tough. I be crying. <laughs> I be crying in days. Scream, holler, punch my bed. Ain't nothing, <laughs> anything. But I try my best thing to get, get out of that mindset is remember, hey, you woke up this morning. You have the opportunity, Isaiah. If you fail, that means you're trying. You can't fail if you don't try. The biggest people who've invented things have gone through so many challenges, failures. No, 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 no. But just that them giving it that one extra try, like, hey, I know I messed up this time, but hey, if I can try one more time, I think I can do it. And guess what? Boom, we got the light bulb. Boom, we got electricity. Boom, we got cars. Just stay happy. It's tough, but you just got to remember, hey, baby steps. Where were you yesterday? Hey, I'm better than I was yesterday. This is just how life goes. With every negative, there's a positive. With every positive, there's a negative. I stay. I try to stay as happy as possible by cracking jokes. I like how you mentioned earlier trying to explore new hobbies. Um, I remember we went to like wheelchair basketball. Well, we went to wheelchair rugby, <laughs> uh, and that was that was fun. Are there other things that you're looking forward to trying now, or any big goals that you have? Yeah. I actually want to try to get on, get on the rugby team because that would benefit me a lot. You know, getting out, making new friends. Every day I try to do something that is uncomfortable for me, like say hi to a stranger, you know, especially when I'm at therapy. I'll try to talk to people I see in here, make the therapist laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're 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 very funny. You're <laughs> very you're very funny, Isaiah. That's that's my coping mechanism, and that's that's what keeps me going. Is when I see other people smile with my jokes and stuff. That's to answer your question. How do I keep it going? Is by seeing the, the smile that I give on other people's faces. That's why I haven't given up. How has it been adapting to the world? Like, do you think our world is very accessible or have you found a lot of barriers to access? Uh, I know you recently traveled to California, so I don't know if you want to share about that experience with traveling oh, and going uh, to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Man, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know it was very eventful. <laughs> Man, for the people who don't know me, my life is very eventful. Marcy has only known me two months. <laughs> two months, you guys. And she's known, like, crazy things have happened to me. Don't even make sense. Fall, so many events. Fallen so many times. Like, yo, how does this even happen? I, I can't even explain to her how it happens. And she, we just sit there and laugh about it because... <laughs> What else is there to do? It don't make sense, so just laugh about it. But yeah, so you know, I just recently traveled, traveled to California. 
went to Disney. Disney's cool. They don't have as many accessible rides as they do in Florida's Disney. So, you know, if little heads up, if you're doing that, probably want to go to Florida for the accessible rides. But other than that, you know, Disney's cool. California's very accessible, I'd say. A lot of the beaches have these little mats that you just roll your wheelchair out uh, into the water. You know, you could get your feet wet, stuff like that. But just be careful about flying, you guys, because these people out here, they do not care about your wheelchair equipment and lost my arms and my side guard. So your boy had no arm, had one arm that didn't even work and one side thing, one pant thing to stop my clothes from getting in my wheelchair. The biggest thing is just keep up, keep up with your wheelchair stuff. That's all I can say. I recommend you putting all your stuff you need for your manual wheelchair all in one suitcase. Like, like if you got a smart drive, put it in a suitcase. Everything you need, put it in a suitcase so you do not lose it. Other than that, don't be afraid to get out there and travel. Uh, I saw recently that I think Delta is trying to roll a new model to where uh, the wheelchair will be embedded in the seat to where you can actually like go in the plane in your own chair. I think it's both manual or power and then just pull into the seat. I think that would be really awesome. So you don't have to travel with the fear that your wheelchair is going to get broken or lost because it's definitely happened to a lot of people. Oh yeah. Like when I went to Florida, Southwest left my my power chair on the tarmac, just getting soaked in the rain. I just was watching it. I was like, dang, that's $70,000. Just getting drenched and it's not, able, it's not supposed to get wet. I know it sounds bad, but hey, don't be afraid to travel, you guys. Talking about that, do you have any upcoming travels or uh, where else would you like to go and visit? Um, I plan on going back to California within a couple months. And then I think next year I'm gonna try to go to Europe. Yeah, because I heard over there it's really it's pretty accessible. Other than the physical rehab aspect, um, how has life been in terms of like social life, um, like friendships, family? Like, did the injury really affect those elements of your life, or do you feel like things are pretty much unchanged in the, in that realm? Um. Yeah, life changed a little bit socially, but that's kind of more of like, I guess you could say me because I see, I see myself differently. I see myself as just someone in a wheelchair, but I'm not just someone in a wheelchair. You know, we're not, we're not just someone in a wheelchair. So if you feel like that, hey, we're not. Don't let this wheelchair define who you are. You are, you are yourself. This is just. It's just our transportation, you know? It's our, little, it's our little cars. It's just from point A to point B. There's always things you can still do. Do you have any upcoming plans in terms of career? Like any professions you'd like to try or any big things you'd like to work on? Yeah, so actually I'm, try I'm in the process of making my own um my own brand yes yeah, so like and you know with that that's how i will express and help people in wheelchairs like uh that's my instagram page the handicap chronicles it's all about spreading positivity and helping people out with, with who are also in wheelchairs and not even that just you know getting people a better understanding 
of like what a spinal cord injury is like oh you just see someone in a wheelchair and assume like oh they got something wrong with no it's not that some people have broken their backs and put them in wheelchairs some people like me have broken their necks in wheelchairs there's so many reasons why people could be in a wheelchair i'm just here trying to help help people under more people understand what's going on so we can get help there's not a lot of people who speak up for people in wheelchairs that's awesome, Isaiah. Yeah, it's it's a great mission that you have. Um, I also like the name, <laughs> the Handicap Chronicles. Um, so, are you looking to like podcast? I think you say merchandise too. Yeah, merchandise, podcast. Okay. You know, anything and everything. I'm really just trying to help everybody. I know a lot. I've met a lot of people in wheelchairs who who don't have nobody to speak up for them. Because I'm not afraid to tell you about the good, the bad, and the uglies about being in a wheelchair. Some people only want to tell you about the la-la land and stuff. Hell no. Shoot, it's not all fairy tales and rainbows and unicorns. There are days that I hate, hate being in a wheelchair, and it is tough. And I'm not afraid to talk about those kind of situations. Some people don't want to hear that, but that's life. You can't make it through life with all good things. It's just not how it works. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. If you could go back and talk to your pre-injury self, um, what would you tell? What would you tell yourself? I would tell myself all the struggles you had growing up. You're going to be thankful for those because those are the things that are helping me stay, helping me keep pushing through this because I struggled through school. I struggled with life. I struggled with a lot of things growing up. I wasn't the best at school. Shoot, I was like a CD student. I just did the bare minimum just to get by. It was not all, I hated sitting in the classroom. It was not, it was not for me. But I realized all them struggles I had, I didn't give up and I fought through them and they built me into the person I am now to be able to handle being in a wheelchair. So just like I would tell myself, hey, you're doing good, man. You're doing right. You ain't no quitter. That's what I would just tell myself. You got it. Only mistake I made that day was going to work. But I wouldn't even say it was a mistake. That job had to get done. It might not have happened that day. Maybe it would have happened a week later. But hey, everything happens for a reason, right? I'm just glad I'm here to make sure someone else doesn't give up. When I was in rehab in the hospital, everybody that was my roommate could walk. You know how awful that is? Every day you wake up and your your roommate is complaining and complaining about how he, how he this and that about walking. And I'm sitting here laying in the bed, can't even walk, can't even move my toes, can't all I can move is my arms. And my neighbor's complaining about why, about, man, my feet and this, this, and that. Man, I wish I could have been in your situation to complain about my feet. So that, that right there gave me the mindset like, hey, every day it was a challenge because I had to hear someone complain about how they're able to walk. Oh, this is bad, this, 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 and that. No, it's all good. I eventually was able to talk to every single one of my roommates and was able to tell them before they left. They were like, yo, man, 
you gave me the best, the best information. Like you kept me motivated. I don't know how you're able, you're not able to walk, but you're able to keep me motivated and keep me positive. I was like, yeah, man, it's because you can't just stay sitting down and moan and groan about your injury. Life is going to continue to go on. I know I've said it already, but it's going to keep on going on. You can't just stop. If there was one thing you wish you could change about the healthcare system, what would it be? So for me personally, everything that I've asked for has been shot down because of they determine it's not medically it's not medically needed for me. So I would I would take out the people who determine what they think I need for my life. Everyone's situation is different. Just because Johnny didn't need an elevator in his house, maybe I need an elevator in my house because that would be beneficial for me. Maybe Johnny didn't need that because everything, he only he had a one story. Just don't make sense. There's too many flaws in the system. That's the problem. It's it's a lot of different like roadblocks or processes that maybe were set in place to like have some sort of regulation, but it ends up becoming a roadblock to someone that really needs equipment or really needs something. Exactly. I've got no home modifications done to my house, and I've been my I've had my injury for a year, and all they've given is ramps to my house, and the ramps don't even work. Yeah. And I think something also that uh, I don't think you've mentioned yet is how your wheelchair dimensions is like larger than your um, doorways, yeah. most of the doorways in your house. Pretty so it makes things. it harder for you to access the rooms in your house, but but yet there hasn't been any home modification. Nope. I still live in my parents' living room. They told me, Workers' Comp told me it would take $300,000 to turn our garage into a living space. Three hundred grand. My neighbor then turned his whole garage into a living space. And I know that man did not spend no $300,000. <laughs> so, you know, make it make yeah. sense, guys. Come on now. And if, if that garage could become a living space, then it would give you more spaces to access because right now the only space you can access in the house is the living room yes ma'am i said no i just keep my head up and stay positive something good's got to come out of it you know i like your positivity but also i like how you also talk about the challenges that are very material in a part of your life oh yeah you know like i said i'm not gonna hide it can't hide can't hide the, the bads now, if you could go and reflect back on people in your life that you feel have been very instrumental in your recovery thus far, and if you had this big thank you list, um, who would you like to thank for or give a shout out to? Mm, man, my my family foremost. You know, you know God because you He gave me the opportunity to come back and be here. He gave me the choice. You're giving me an opportunity to come back to this world, so hey, I'm gonna do it. I'm here to do here to do what's right. But you know, I thank him. I thank my friends, my family, myself. You know, I I I'm here. I stay positive and motivated every day. And I like to thank my therapist. 
I know I only see them two times a week, but hey, I know them two times a week is wonderful because shoot, every time I see them, they're always smiling. That's that's what I like to see. That that's put that puts a smile in my for me. It makes me happy on the inside. Isaiah, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you wanted to mention or any parting words that you have for anybody that's listening? For whoever's listening to this, you know, hey, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's express your emotions, cry, scream, shout, whatever, let it out. But don't don't get stuck there. Let it out and say, okay, now what's next? What can I do next? Just keep your head up, crack a joke, do whatever you gotta do. And if you need help, you know, you can always find me on Instagram, the Handicap Chronicles. I mean, I'm I'm just here to help. I know, I know my situation could always be worse. Just remember that someone always has it worse than you. Yeah, I can't move my legs, but I bet you there's someone who can't move their arms and their legs. So I'm thankful I got the little the movement that I do have. Stay happy, stay positive. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be there's gonna be bad days, but like I said before, with every negative there's a positive, and with every positive there's a negative. You can't you can't do anything about it. It's just how Mother Nature is. Thanks, Isaiah. Thanks for taking the time to have this conversation with me and share all the the wisdom, the good, the bad, um, and the the laughing in between. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Spear Means Hope podcast. As always, you can catch the video version of the interviews on our YouTube channel at Spear Rehabilitation. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, Facebook and Instagram at Pure Rehab. See you next week for another inspiring conversation with an amazing human.